Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to the Deep Dive Championship Weekend Pod. It is uh, two good ones, man. Uh, there's some yeah. fun stuff to talk about. The markets have been entertaining to watch, even if you aren't getting involved, even if you aren't, you know, trying to capture a middle on zero <laughs> in the Chiefs game. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a funny I, week. I made I made um, a move on that today, and mm. I want I want your opinion on if I did the right thing. Well, Andy, in years past, how uh, how fun would it have been to have an, a five dimes open teaser put the Bengals in at two and a half on Sunday and then put the Chiefs in at two and a half on Tuesday that would have been fun and then you could have had an eight and a half either way in the same game that looks like it's going to be competitive um, definitely between the two games I have very distinct opinions of how I think the distribution of the two games plays out I have a very tough time believing either of the NFC teams has much of a chance if they're at a deficit. Meanwhile, I will be happy to get involved with either of these two AFC teams if they are down in the game, particularly Bengals, seeing as how I have a Chiefs position. Um, but it's going to be two funny games. I mean, do you are, you are you in agree with me? Do you think the distribution between Bengals and Chiefs is a little narrower and uh, there's sort of uh, some potential for blowout either way in uh, Eagles-Niners? Yeah, I mean, if the Niners just continue with the, the luck of the Irish, I guess. And we, we see some road bumps, road bumps uh, in in the Eagles. It's just you know, if Jalen Hurts has a bad day, it could be it could go real poorly for the Eagles. Like that that that's the teaser like I, I worry about more. And really going into oh, it, man. I would have thought it I would have thought it'd been the other way around off the bat, but for sure. And also like if the Brock Purdy luck runs out and we see the Eagles offense um, again, and we've said this throughout the throughout the playoffs, but mostly concerning the Giants when they played the Vikes is. If they, uh, you know, if they understand the assignment and realize like Jalen Hurts is going to look like an MVP, absolutely 100% against the secondary, all we have to do is protect him a little bit, draw up some plans where he is, you know, he's very light on the pressures, uh, doesn't get sacked more than once, and he should have 300 yards. And even in a, in a game that might get out of hand early, he should still get to like 250. Like, I, I do think there's a there's a decent bull case for, uh, you know, the, the Eagles passing game just getting all over it. And if if we see a, a clunker from Sirianni, which, you know, we really haven't outside of uh, – the, there was a couple of close games in the middle of the season. But if we see a clunker from Sirianni and uh, it just all of a sudden the, the Niners are running, 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 and Purdy is continuing to do the thing where he puts some sort of wacky spin on the ball where – if you play defense, it just bounces off your hands. Um, <laughs> for sure, the night. But I, I did. Uh, I told uh, you that. I told you that it. in the chat too. I said I did finally bet the Eagles. Oh and yeah. At, and I, and I, I said, I said matchup wise, and I guess we'll start with that one. I said matchup wise, the Eagles, like we just said, they should be able to pass in the secondary. 
We saw it. Dak just made a couple of mistakes. When Dak wasn't making horrific mistakes, guys were open and guys were getting yards after the catch. Guys were making uncontested catches. Um, this is a secondary you should be beat. And the same can be said about the Eagles in the in the run game, especially with the run scheme, the front, this offensive line for the Niners and what they like to do. But I said, if I got a team that can kill you at the pass versus a team that can kill you with the run, and the pass team is at home, and also it's passing. I'll just take the passing team. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I will take yeah. them. And yeah. the, the fact that you're getting them under three, I looked at my power numbers. It's kind of where I have it, but the matchups, the fact yeah. that we're just we're waiting for some sort of regression in this 49ers passing game, the luck kind of run out with them. And really, I don't know if it's going to be any worse than this because I don't think it can get any worse. Mm-hmm. And Alex Heart Attack says coaching edge goes to 49ers. If this game is in October, 100%, I'd say it's a 70-30 coaching edge because Sirianni is still pretty green. <clears throat> but this game is in the part of the season where Kyle Shanahan turns into a turtle with a puckered butthole. Just can't <laughs> can't get out of his own way. So, so conservative true. Oh, I know it. You never heard that it. saying? I haven't, but it, that. Oh, my grandma deep. used to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be picturing that all Sunday morning now, watching that game. Thanks a lot. Um, the uh, the you're you're correct. So okay, let's uh, let's yeah, kind of if, if Shanahan's conservative, let's, that's yeah. that's the other case for the Eagles just beat the shit out of them. Like, oh, oh yeah. hey, guess oh, what? Yeah. Bo- both teams got to the red zone five times. The Eagles won 35 to 19. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so there are numerous aspects when it comes to play, you know, coach, like what makes a good coach, okay? And I think it's fine in the aggregate to say, particularly in a regular season context, I don't know that there's anyone currently you would rather have running your program than Kyle Shanahan. I think he's probably in the aggregate the best coach in the NFL. His in-game decision making in close games and games with high leverage is painfully conservative, painfully below average. And so far, what we've seen from Sirianni is the exact opposite. Like, you know, third and four, what are you going to get from Sirianni? You're going to get some misdirection, maybe a running play. Uh, you know, like we're going to get two yards. We're fine with that because we already know we're going for it on fourth and two. In fact, we aren't, don't even know we're going to do it. We've already got our play picked out and our guys know what play it is. And the communication is clear. And if, you know, and, and, uh, and there's no fiddle fucking around, ready, set, go, uh, and go get those two yards, right? Like the, 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 just the general, plus EV nature of seeing an advantage like that when you're in the middle in your opponent's territory by, you know, but not clearly not in good enough position to kick a high, you know, high likelihood field goal. That's Sirianni. That's where he is the most effective in my opinion. I love watching it in action and we've seen it a dozen times with this team this season and in his tenure, a couple dozen times. And you know, I think in-game decision-making, you absolutely put the uh, uh, the check next to Sirianni. Now, just in general, who comes in with the better scheme? 
uh, it's definitely going to be Shanahan. And I think yeah. it's fair to criticize the Eagles, both offensive and defense from a scheme standpoint, that it's not especially nuanced. It's not especially um, unique, right? Every single game is not tailored to, a, you know, to particularly wreck your opponent. It's sort of, this is what we do well. We'll give you multiple looks from different formations. In fact, they're the most, what, the most dominant, you know, 12 personnel team that we've seen in years. And, yeah. you know, if, that, that, if that's working and you know what's, what you're good at and you do it but have multiples within your formation, then that's also effective, surely. Um, but it, th- they're definitely not going to surprise us with anything, I don't think. No, but right? I, I will say I was impressed for a – I mean, it was a, a first-time head coach – for in the playoffs last week. And, you know, we do got to, we do got to put the caveat in that the Eagles played a much worse team than the Niners did. Like if you just go power rankings, you go, whatever you want to do, you know, the the Eagles played a team that was three or four points worse than the Cowboys. The Niners and Eagles are, are, are similarly priced in the markets right now, but they had an easier task, but they absolutely put together the perfect game plan of, hey, yeah, we're not going to make Jalen Hurts do too much because we pretty much think we can keep drives alive constantly on the ground and just, you know, just make this happen. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 just, it just felt like, hey, you, you came out, you, you learned your lessons from anything that happened over the season or last year. You came out and you – and granted, they had two weeks to do it. You didn't know who you were playing because the Minnesota, you know, the Minnesota Giants game was always going to be coin flippish. But they put the game plan together, executed it, and just trucked. Now yeah. again, this is this is a much tougher test again, playing against uh, playing against the Niners team. But they there's clearly like a path where you know we should be able to pass in this team. We have mm-hmm. a strong enough we have a strong enough offensive line to neutralize one of their strengths in the pass yeah. rush. We have a smart enough quarterback who's pretty good for a younger quarterback at decision-making, deciding yeah. when to oh, pull yeah, the ball yeah. down and run, when to, you know, escape the pocket, when to just throw the ball away. Like yeah. I, I haven't seen him make the God, I'm trying to think of the quarterback who does like Wince. I guess let's just, let's just throw Wince <laughs> under the bus. It's been a while for that. Escapability. Oh, well, you know, well just oh, the, oh, oh. The, the guy oh. who makes, who makes the absolute wrong decision. Oh yeah. Panics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just like the backup play, like oh no, yeah. the backup came in and he got a little pressure and he just threw the ball straight up in the air and hoped nothing bad would happen. You know? Yeah, uh, you know that's hyperbole, but Wince, Wince, you know, uh, that's a good example. But hurts, hurts is he? He doesn't seem to be, I don't know, flustered as much. It's been a while, so yeah. Purdy did love doing that shit in college. I uh, there was watching. a clip. There was a clip of him throwing doing it against Kansas State or something. Somebody in purple that was circulated today that was absolutely hilarious it yeah. was uh, outstanding um okay i that and, that and is this all is true too and reasonable last yeah. year versus the bucks that is a definite for that was that's a definite coaching mismatch last year he was, i don't think he was. Well, i don't think i don't even know i i, that I mean whole, i mean that staff i, I don't want to give i love Arians. i don't want to give that whole staff love or him too much love but that whole staff kind of and i'm going to put tom brady in the category of staff at that point like that that was kind of a i don't know a well-oiled machine as much as it could have been sure sure and honestly that wasn't on sirianni 
that was a failure at, at, on Hertz, and it was his playoff stinker, and he was a deer in headlights from the minute he took the first snap in that game. Sirianni could have had the best plan and the best in-the-game yeah. decision-making we've ever seen. It would not have mattered. Hertz was not winning that game because he was – uh, very overwhelmed by the situation. Uh, he was not overwhelmed by the situation against the Giants. Gives you some you know, confidence that he's going to be a, a little bit cooler under pressure here. Um, and, you know, at the same time, like, the Eagles didn't really give you, I didn't think at least, like a 99th percentile outcome <laughs> there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is so good. <laughs> That's Brock. There he goes. Brock Purdy throws a touchdown to the wrong team. Is that TC? I like, yeah. Look how Home slow Brock's. he was able to run that touchdown in. Amazing. Amazing. Um, uh, amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, in seriousness, we don't need to dump on Brock Purdy anymore. So what, what, what price I, you know, did you get? Uh, for Eagles, money line, minus 125. I wasn't able to bet much on this, but yeah, um, this same. Is, this... I, I bet it early. I bet the money line. It's not a huge bet, but that's the way things go this time of year. No, no, I, I was I was yeah. leading into a prop. Oh, sorry. Um, kind of shop around at props, especially if you're, you know, this isn't going to work if you're listening to this and you want to bet $10,000 on every game. But this is a way to get extra money down at small and smaller amounts and increments and other other ways. And we'll talk about the some of the look ahead lines and how I think you can parlay, you know, liking a certain team or two into maybe even a better price going forward. But uh, there was a book that had, and right now the money line for the Eagles is what? Uh, it was one forty-five ish last time I looked. Yeah, there's one forty-five. I don't remember where this was, but there's places that have just like uh, who win, which conference wins the NFC, and it was like, or excuse me, which division wins the NFC, and it's like NFC East minus one thirty. Okay. What are we doing here? It's like, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's like I'm I'm adding to my Eagles position because that's stupid. Like <laughs> that was bad. That, yeah, so. that's bad. Okay. Um. So. The general, yeah, you didn't get a, a 99th percentile performance out of the Eagles last week. I didn't think. I mean, they're they're the defense. It's hard to well, judge the second half, but that like you know, Hertz was fine. Didn't have to, didn't ask him to do much. Uh, the running attack was amazing. Like that that was like a very very low bar for them to clear. Didn't ask him. Didn't have to do much for them to clear. Um, and so I don't even know that you're really looking at this as sort of a sell high spot on the Eagles. I will say though that if the Niners come into this game and play the way they played last week, then this is a runaway Eagles because that was not good enough to beat an Eagles team, in my opinion. Um, yes, they won. Yes, they covered. Uh, yes, there are lots of things you can glow about the way the Niners played last week. But um, you run that back. Uh, you know, they probably should have won by more. Um, if, um a lot of points you, left on the field for the Niners if you last switched, week. If you, you switched know. kickers and coaches, if you switch, I mean, even if you just oh. switch kickers, like the Niners are in a game like that where they were conservative, they're lucky they have a damn good kicker. Yeah, that's he, a good point. He, he's very and he's very good in the playoffs as well. But you switch kickers, Niners probably lose. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think if you take if you take Shanahan's scheming and you add Sirianni's in-game decision making, the Niners win that game against Cowboys by margin. Like that's a not that's not a competitive game. Um, the Niners in general, their defense is extremely fast and aggressive. Their linebackers are all universe. There's no 
doubt about it. They are going to be a tough test for this Eagles team because the Eagles, they you know, they get a decent amount done going moving laterally. Um, I do think the escapability of Hertz matters. His ability to get the hard yards and and just in general, uh, his speed is going to surprise the Niners a bit because it's not the Niners, not you know, a mobile quarterback particularly of with Hertz's you know kind of elusiveness is not something. Um, the uh, <laughs> is not. I know we we did too, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. No, we, it's, we really we really thought so. But well, I mean, I did I mean, it in the futures market. I bet on everybody else who's not going to win. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of I mean, try to but, get it with the super long shot prices. And and for Didn't you happen. listening in the podcast world, Daniel in the chat says, "I waited all years for you guys to fade the Eagles." I feel like if you're longtime listeners, you guys heard us probably say that several times throughout the season. This might not be the best team to be backing come playoff time. Mm-hmm. And we said it in the previews. We said one seed, most wins, NFC mm-hmm. East, not the not the Super Bowl, not the NFC. Like we were betting a different way on the futures. And really, I, I think if you take a step back and look at the landscape of where we ended up when the NFC playoffs began a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the Giants were not a team that was set up to beat. I mean, let's just call the Call the two teams that ex- are you know that made it this far the top two teams clearly. The night the you know the Giants weren't set up to beat one of those teams, much less two. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Vikings and Seahawks weren't either. Mm-hmm. Tampa Tampa needed to get it figured out. They had a chance and and obviously didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of turned into uh, we had to have if we had a, an aggressive Siri or excuse me an aggressive ready for it, ready to change his MO Shanahan last week. I think we'd be doing it a lot I differently agree with you this 100%. week. But the yeah. fact that it's not just, oh, what happened to Shanahan? He's never done this before. He was yeah. really conservative. The, fa- <laughs> the fact that it, this is over and over, it's a pattern. Yeah. I mean, it, it's turned into something that we've seen as he's gotten deeper into the playoffs. It makes me really, really leery to go against a, an Eagles team in the spot at yep. the link. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. The one, the case, yeah, the, the Eagles, know, the, everything did break perfectly. Everything, for them. Broke, everything. Um, the uh, the the game state that concerns me uh, that we've already talked mentioned, but not didn't really d- dive into uh, as an Eagles backer is what happens if the Niners come out with um, a game plan that is very effective early against your defense, which can be vanilla, right? Like if the Niners get the ball first and it's 15 play, 85-yard drive, ends in a touchdown, not really, you didn't ever really get pressure on Purdy. Purdy didn't even have to make long completions. It was all yak, yak, just just death by yak, yak, yak early in this game. And then... You know, you're <laughs> you're muted. Your uh your offense isn't getting, clicking. Uh, you know, your offense isn't clicking quite well enough early on because you know there's some disruptive sacks that stop drives or or Hertz looks a little spooked. Um, and then all of a sudden it's a two score game going into halftime or something like that. I we have not seen the Eagles really be forced with adversity like that this season the only game that i can remember where the eagles were meaningfully down and it was like man they might lose they need to pull it together they need a comeback here was against the colts and in that game it wasn't even really hurts that got him there it was mostly the running attack and it was mostly the Colts sucking um 
I we and I we guess, brought that up yeah. and in in the moment we said it was kind of weird that they it's like did they not trust Hertz in the spot? But I think part of yeah. it, it might have been part that and part of well the the running game really worked. And you had the Jags game bring they, up the Jags. That was game. they, were they down already had it. Yeah, but they had a two touchdown lead at halftime in that one. Like that yeah. really wasn't an example. And honestly, oh, five, you got five fumbles from your opposing quarterback. Like, you know, that's going to make it easier to come back, obviously. Um, they took a, oh, it was only a six point lead into halftime, but you know, it, whatever the case was like uh, that they, it, uh, at one point in the first half, they, uh, yeah, they, they got back into that one real quickly. Um, I still just, I, we haven't seen them really be faced with adversity against a good team as far as I can remember uh, and be able to kind of, you know, overcome the, um, you know, overcome a deficit. Um, maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, honestly, like hopefully, it, you know, that game state never materializes. Um, but I do think, though, that, if, you know, the Niners team with their rushing ability, with the offensive line that they have um, and, uh, you know, with a lead, and their pass rush, like that's a scary thing to ask Hertz to get back into a game if he's down multiple scores. The opposite is absolutely true, though. If the Eagles have a two-score lead in this game, I'm going to find some house chores to do. Uh, I'm going to go get get some lawn work done, um, get some sunshine, go touch some grass. Uh, like it, Realistically, like I am dreaming of an opportunity where the Eagles get to flex some of their depth at the D-line, where the Eagles get to kind of use, let their offensive line uh, go out and do their jobs and just run, 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 eat clock in the second half of this game uh, and put this thing on ice and, and just have the you know feet off the crowd. Everything positive uh, in the game state where they're up in a second half will just be a dream to be holding an Eagles ticket. So I hope hopefully that's the way it goes. If this is a game that's decided, like who team with the ball last and truly like success at the end of the game and, you know, somebody coming out with a clutch performance, I would lean towards Hurts over over Birdie. Uh, I don't mind that. Um, I think, you know, most likely outcome, Eagles by three. Uh, my fair is Eagles minus three. I don't think this is an enormous edge at all at minus two and a half. But, um, you know, I do, I do relish the opportunity to uh, see this team put away a lead. And I think that's probably the, uh, you know, that's a broad enough part of our sample that, um you know, I think it makes sense to to back Eagles over Niners in this one. Yeah. And, yeah, it is crazy as you guys bring up, like, what were the toughest tests either of these teams faced this year where they were able to overcome? Like, none of them. Neither team really had. Yeah. Especially in the, the Eagles really for a season. And then, honestly, the Niners during the entire Purdy stretch has been pretty easy. It, it's mm -hmm. crazy, like – Maybe and maybe we'll come back to this when we look at look at headlines and shit. But is this is this uh, a team that loses like the winner of this? Is, are they just going to get dummied by whoever? I don't know, man. The the matchup. Uh, well, once we get to Super Bowl week, you know the matchups might indicate some different things. And there's always a case I, that there's always yeah. a case of hey, the Chiefs Chiefs are up fourteen late, and that ankle takes another shot, and all of a sudden it's. Hertz versus Henny, which is not something I'd have predicted. I don't also, see if my... you'd have, yeah, so sure, if, yeah. you'd, if you'd uh, and all right, game thought exercise. If I would have made you guess the two quarterbacks in the NFC title game before the season, 
just unlimited guesses. And I would have told you once you got one right. Um, yeah. uh, how many guesses? 200? I didn't know who Brock Purdy was when he came in in relief and like we. I know. I, 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 so I don't. I, I don't, don't think if I if I said no access to depth charts, I don't think you'd have got it. No, I, would I, not I couldn't have, have zero, told you. you got zero percent chance. When which brings to the point of like looking ahead a little bit. Um, I can talk myself into an Eagles at the right price against either of the AFC teams, surely, yeah. especially the Bengals. I can talk myself into that for sure. I and don't, yeah. I don't know that I'm ever going to close the gap between what I think about Brock Purdy and what the market thinks about him, even if he is fucking amazing this week <laughs> if he throws four touchdowns zero interceptions and is the singular reason that the Niners beat the Eagles on the road I am still going to be like well let's see you do it in the big game buddy because yeah. uh, I just it's the it's just the prior is too strong it's too strong oh, and, and yeah I yeah. mean Ed, Edward Robs brings up here you Andy don't you didn't think the Raiders backup quarterback pick no I'm, I'm saying like the Raiders yeah. they, that's yeah. not a good team though I'm saying that the Niners haven't played a lot of great teams this year and had like some you know some crazy signature wins for for sure and more so during the Purdy era like the stretch to the Purdy and yeah I mean you're right that's what we said right right off the bat and I'm, I'm repeating some of the stuff from the beginning we said the secondary can be picked apart. Go look at, and granted, you have an absolute stud wide receiver one with the Raiders, but if Jared Stidham can do that to you, I would think you could take Smith and Brown and anybody and do something, and Jalen Hurts is much better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens says, nobody's addressing the elephant in the room. Is the Eagles D-line is bad versus run. I, I did bring that up at the beginning. I said, I think the Niners will be able to get it done on the ground. I think the Eagles will be able to get it done through the air. I, I definitely lean and give the the advantage to a team that's going to be passing successfully, the team that's going to be at home, and you know the team with a, a quarterback who's looked yeah. pretty good, all things considered, compared to where we ended last year. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it'll be the the, the health of the, – the health of uh, – oh, here, Lackman brings it up. They're still not yeah, good, but are, Jordan Davis yeah. and Linval both being back healthy does make a difference. If if Linval gets a, a bunch of you know a bunch of snaps, Jordan Davis, like it it could be it could be better if we if we yeah. see more Linval and he's healthy and ready yeah. to go. So my he's general huge. my my general read on this is that the there is definitely a reality where the Niners run it down their throat, like a la a la the. Uh, the Niners hosting the Green Bay Packers when the Niners went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Like that's definitely possible because their scheme when their their rushing scheme is outstanding and they haven't even really had to use it very much. So it might catch catch the Eagles by surprise a little bit. Sure. And that should work against the Eagles generally. Sure. Andy already said that. I agree with it. Um, I do though think I, you know, I think more, I'm more concerned about the Niners getting chunk plays via yak and yakking the Eagles to death because the Eagles are a little too aggressive, a little too fired up, a little too, um, you know, inclined to bring extra pressure from certain places. Cause the Eagles defense and the defense coordinator spooked me a little bit. That's probably the one part of the coaching staff that I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I will. And I, I know some people talked about it. I am not interested in Eagle alts. Okay. 
I, I am I'm very much of the mind that this game ends up between four and six an awful lot where the Eagles win, um, you know, they do have to stop a final drive or something and and secure a win, a three point win, a four point win, something like that. And Holt brings up a good point, too. If uh, if you're very successful in the ground, um, but you're not successful in the scoreboard and, uh, you know, maybe it's 21 nine, you trade three touchdowns for three field goals in the first half and each punt a couple times, like you'll have to start getting a little more aggressive than that. So, okay. um, yeah, the, the, it'll be it'll be cool to see what we get out of A.J. Brown. Um, I'm excited for him this weekend. OK. Uh, yeah, same. Um, all right. Well, uh I had initially been inclined to play an under here. The more I've thought about it, the less I've been interested in it. <laughs> like, it I, looks like I, it's going to be beautiful. I, um, I am too. I, I lean under on both sides. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I worry about uh, the effectiveness that we saw last week from the Eagles. Yeah. And, and also, I, and I, yeah. I do think, I don't think you get a game state where it's like, yeah. oh man, the Giants just can't do shit. I think, yeah, it, yeah. you know, if we do end up with a runaway Eagles game, the Niners will get themselves back into the game, or at least yeah. in a spot where, hey, they're within 10 points. They're not going to be able to fall flat. Yeah. They have too many weapons. I think there's a very real possibility that both offensive line win their matchups for three quarters of this game and that it's only like the end of the game, fourth quarter, where Philly's D line is a little fresher and is starting to get a little bit of pressure, particularly in a game state where the Niners are at a deficit. Does that check out at all? Like I'm, I'm thinking yeah. like an exaggerated version of like what happened in the Super Bowl against the Patriots with the, with the Eagles. You know what I mean? Here we go. Sam Lipscomb, smart cookie. I think both uh, come out with good scripts. Pretty, pretty decent. So here, yeah, I think first half over, uh, second half under, depending if we end up with a nice, you know, a, a medium, yeah, seven to ten point Eagles lead at half, second mm-hmm. half under, and the total ends up within a, a field goal of the posted total at close. Okay. So you're not really with me though on the team that wins the first half wins the game kind of deal. No, I am. Oh, I you am. are okay. Okay. Because there's some wild prices on that. Like Niners win both halves is like four to one. Eagles win both halves is like almost four to one. Like that kind of that that feels more highly correlated than the way they uh uh, they line those markets, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's silly to, to overthink the way the game's going to break. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. So many unexpected. Alone. We have some unexpected things coming at quarterback position for both of these teams, so it's tough to really get too excited about anything wild. Anyway, um, game two. Well, I guess uh, just uh, before going into game two. Um, you want to do an intermission where we do awards talk or talk awards at the end? Let, let's go through the games. Then we'll okay. do, we'll do awards talk. We'll talk a little bit. Okay. I want to, before we do awards, I want to get into the, the four look ahead prices and anything else of that ilk, uh, okay. the futures prices. Uh, we'll Super take any questions. Yeah. Any questions you guys have on that? Any questions you have on okay. it? If you have questions now on those look ahead prices on MVP stuff, just put them in the chat. I'll put a star next to him. It saves it. I can bring him up after this. But yeah, let's dig into game two quick. Okay. Um, You're shitting George Mason. What is going on? Anything interesting happen in this game? In this market? (sighs) um, I guess a couple of things that I wanted to just throw out there and get your opinion on. Um, I regret making such a big deal out of the market on Monday. 
because it was Monday. <laughs> and even now, you can still only get 25K on the Chiefs. And that's There's... relatively new. Like that was lifted from a 10 to 25, like what, a couple well, hours they, ago? They, so. A lot of books have been keeping at a ratio where they say, um, it's it's been like a third of what you can bet on the NFC game. So yeah. as limits have gone up, like, hey, we're taking it from 20 to 50 on the NFC, then they take it from like three to eight on the, on the, <laughs> yeah. on the NFC. So right. It's gone up, it's gone up slowly, but yeah, the I really did and I don't know, Clev TA seemed to disagree with this. I really, really, really thought we'd see regardless of, hey, he plays this weekend because he's able to get through this, I really didn't think we'd see him practice today. I am uh, I'm flabbergasted that he's just fine. Like these, these high ankle injuries, when a running back gets them, they're in a goddamn boot. They don't even they, – they're not even riding the bike. I mean, they're out for like three weeks solid. In fact, he just walks under the podium, lands on the foot coming off the podium, goes out and practices. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, guess I mean, he I was he was standing still. It was on grass, not turf. Like there were there were some extenuating circumstances that were lending it to likely potentially being not as serious. Um, what I was concerned about, and why the market was such a point of focus on Monday and really like through Tuesday, middle of the day, there like the non-zero chance of Henny going was specifically because you know they rushed those X-rays during the game time, right? And you you kind of, once the swelling goes down a little bit, do an MRI, look at it a little bit closer. Like, if there was a fracture, then, you know, forget about it. Like, he's not playing. And so I was kind of waiting for that note, oh, there's a break. It's He's not playing. Like, because that was what the market seemed to imply, that somebody had that and we didn't. And, and that was all speculative nonsense, people betting Bengals, moving that number at low, limits lower than they're going to be. Um, you know, by a long shot on Sunday. So, and the books, I think, were willing to kind of move a little bit more aggressively early in the week because it was important for them to figure out with the right number before we get to the weekend. Because most of the action they're going to write is going to be on Sunday. A lot of the action that they're going to write is going to be after the first game is over. Uh, and so, you know, they have a little bit of time to kind of, t- and they can take some bets, some big bets to try to suss out what the, what is known. Right. And yeah. so I think that was more of what was going on and some, some groups, some people being speculative about trying to get ahead of, a, you know, a catastrophic news that would have pushed it, pushed it across three for the Bengals. Uh, and that never came. So. And that, that was know. me. I, I placed a, I placed a Bengals. I think I got Bengals pick. And I, I, I didn't put a lot on it, but I bet it. And, I remember thinking this morning and just the the fact that RAS released the Chiefs, the fact that we got some information from somebody who's pretty well informed last night, I said, I'm going to leave it alone, see see if it gets crazy overnight, and maybe I'll just have to eat some juice here. And But this morning, it hadn't got crazy yet, and I still had all the information I had, and I said, I'm going to go to that book, and I'm going to buy out. Just buy out of this position. And lo and behold... Uh, there was a cash out button. Oh, they gave me ten percent above my stake. No, well, how about that? <laughs> so like, okay, I'm done. This. Like, okay, I'm. I'm so I. I have, I have no bets on the on the side anymore. I, okay. I was excited about. I, I wanted him to be on goddamn crutches this afternoon. I'd get a three, 
because you know he was going to try to play one way or the other, and honestly, Henny ain't that bad. So we'll see. And somebody says, are we sure it's a high ankle sprain? It could be. I mean, they could be gamesmanshipping it. I don't know. Like, how much trouble can you get in for being like, oh, the doctor just looked at it wrong? Because it's really subjective kind of stuff. So I don't. I don't know, man. We'll see. He looks looks like he's going. This is a flip favorite now. We're at we're at Chiefs pick them or Chiefs minus one at some places. Yeah. And the, the total. The the worrisome thing is I did bet some under forty seven at a uh, minus 105 price I found, and that is starting to tick up. Yeah. Um, the weather still does not look great, although and, precipitation and continues. Precipitation goes going down and wind is going down, so that's why your overbetters are more than happy to get involved. Um, I guess the general thesis that I also had about this game was I'm not as worried about Mahomes mobility because the way he's operating at quarterback right now has had even less emphasis on him scrambling this season than in any of the last four seasons that I can remember. Like there was the, you know, the year that they made the Super Bowl when they didn't have an O line was all about Mahomes kind of getting those cheap yards. Once everybody, every defense had cleared out and was, you know, 20 yards down the field trying to make sure Tyree killed it and beat him over the top. Then Mahomes had all these running lanes where he could just scamper for 20 into third and didn't matter. He was going to get it. <laughs> like it was, uh, it was a, huge part of their success in the playoffs and i figured they just this year during the regular season that they just kind of put it in a bottle save it for the high leverage games we didn't really see it in the high leverage games um and we definitely didn't see it last week largely because of the ankle injury i guess but i think he can operate from the quarterback position quite well without that element in his game and uh, a ton of that comes down to credit goes to the amazing offensive line that the chiefs trot out there like those guys can pass pro like absolute badasses uh and they're starting to get better at run run blocking as well um certainly feels like after long last the isaiah pacheco experience is mean starting to mean something um he was a very effective last week on the ground uh going up against a, t- a defense that looked a little gassed um and you know i could see realistically you know that there is a game state here where the Chiefs literally just say, let's get it done on the ground, guys. Let's do it. The Bengals sell out to stop the pass. They drop everyone in coverage. Everyone. Like the plan A first half here for the Chiefs should be to just run the ball. Seriously. And I can't believe I'm saying that because you have Pat Mahomes taking snaps. I want to see him throw every freaking down. But – uh, with this matchup, you know, what what has worked, what hasn't worked against the Bengals. Uh, I mean, you know, biggest threat we saw from them was the Ravens, who <laughs> weren't trying to throw. <laughs> that was pretty clearly just a, hey, let's run, 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 run. Uh, and it worked because the Bengals are at a better, in a better position. Their defense is stronger. Uh, more has a more leverage, better advantage when the game state turns into pass, 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 must pass. Uh, so I think uh, realistically, let your big boys go block. You're paying them a lot of money. Go, you know, let them go block and uh, you know give your running backs a healthy dose of, um, you know, healthy dose of uh, reps here. And if you have some passing, you want to kind of mix into the uh, into the repertoire on third and two, on third and three. Throw it to Kelsey. Dorothy I was going to say, what is what like, what? Because I, I really yeah. do think they're smart enough, and they know that they they can run on Cincy, and 
they need to they need to just get through you know getting through this game is nice but this isn't like we gotta it doesn't matter what happens full pyrrhic victory if we have to we're getting to the super bowl they've been to the super bowl they've won a super bowl they know they got to get there with Mahomes in as best shape as possible. So handing off more does make sense, which is still, if the weather turns back a little bit my way and we get that sort of game script, I think I can still sneak an under in here. I still mm-hmm. like it. But yeah. um, and, and what's what's your over-under, Drew, on how many different players get a carry for the Chiefs? Because it was Ooh. like eight. I mean, and granted, they had two quarterbacks Whoa. play, but it was like eight last week. Like, Gray got a carry. Sky Moore got one. I, I guarantee Tony gets something. And then uh, Pacheco and McKinnon. Um, yeah, absolutely. Had, had Pacheco, Pacheco, McKinnon, um, Tony at least, are all at least one, if ones, not two yeah. receivers. Um, and then maybe you get one. I think you get one or two Mahomes scrambles where he's just like, uh, there's there's ten yards of space. I'm gonna run five and fall down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that seems fair. Um, I also would like to see uh, Andy Reid come in with a little know your opponent here. Do yeah. a first half, a lot of running, right? Kelsey hope Kerry. that hope that hope that uh, Big Lou adjusts into uh, heavier packages and out of their strength. For the second half and then then take the top off of them uh wreck them over the top hit them hit them hard through the air in the second half of this game after they adjust if they adjust and if they don't then just keep running it um so i think that's sort of there for the taking for andy reed i'm hopeful that that's the game plan we'll see um and i would expect uh um in general, this game much more breaks on the success of the Bengals in the offense against a good, a better pass rush and less favorable conditions for their suspect offensive line and a big old swath of game state where they're at a deficit and they have to pass pro because all of a sudden running is not an option, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to do about kind of properly rating Joe Burrow because he clearly has like a nice cold nature where the magnitude of the game does not impact his performance at all. Yeah, he, he's like he's like a, <laughs> um, a younger uh, a younger Henny with a stronger arm. <laughs> just just doesn't doesn't give a shit about the game, and that's where I'm wondering. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Let's say. Let's say the Chiefs just aren't as successful with the game plan they put out there. And this is 17-7 Bengals at halftime. Yes. The Chiefs will be forced to get back into their, you know, game plan A. This is how we play with a healthy team. Like is that are you worried about that at all? Or it just we don't know enough about how bad this injury is. There's 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 a non-zero chance. We're basically like they lied to us. This ankle injury was never bad. It was just, it's, it's like, and people, I'm, I'm going to take a, a quick step off into soccer town quick. People always dog on like soccer players for like rolling around in pain. Yeah. It's because every time they get hurt, they're running at full speed, getting kicked yes. in the leg. It's like stubbing yeah. your toe. Yeah. Like, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It's like a 10 for like a minute and then it's fine. And and the same kind of thing you, you wonder too, is like right away during it, it, it just did it hurt so bad immediately that he looked like he could barely walk. And then I know he was hobbling around a little, but in the second half, I'm like, I am surprised at how well he's moving. 
So if maybe they are overplaying this injury a little and he's going to be fine. And we're just at a point where, holy shit, they're just going to come out and like they've run the ball three times in the first quarter and it's, it's 14 to seven right now. Like they're, they're looking just fine. I think that's, there's a non-zero chance of that because I still don't think, I didn't think he was going to practice today. So anything's possible with this, but I would like to see that for my under, I'd like to see the running game. I would, I I would just, I, for, for, again, I backed the chiefs. So I want to see them win. Um, I would prefer successful running in the first half to really put Lou on roller skates for what do you do second half? Because if it's a, if you're at a, if you're at a 17, seven deficit and their running game is working like no problem clockwork, (laughs) then you got to do something, right? You can't just let them run, run, run and run out the clock. And yeah. It's yeah. trying to plug two holes at once. Yeah, exactly. And, and when when one is working, you say, "All right, we have to focus on that," which means you're taking your focus off the other one. Yes. So when when you focus in on the run game, what do you do? You stack the box. Yeah. You run different run fits. You bring in different kinds of linemen. You just can't drop as many guys in coverage, <laughs> which is all they do. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. Your strong safety is up in the box more. Your linebackers are closer to the line. You're yeah. Putting in different rotational linemen who are bigger. Or yeah. not pass rushers or more run stopping. And then w- when you do all those things, Kelsey will take you and murder your entire family. Yes. All yeah. of those things are just creating a giant hole, like 15 yards down the field for Travis Kelsey to catch the ball and then mm-hmm. run another 10. Mm-hmm. And he'll do that eight times. Like you yeah. can't, you can't do that with this team. Yeah. Uh, basically you need to give Mahomes like what? Two seconds of time. Kelsey's down the field and you're dead. So like you, you can't be bringing, bringing eight, nine into the box constantly. So if I think it's over, like if, yeah. they're, if they're having a lot of success with Pacheco and they're having success with the other running backs or some gadget plays or anything with, with the wide receivers, it just might be, yeah. might be curtains for the Bengals. And I, and to be, to be fair, I, I think the Bengals will be fine offensively at times. Yeah, but I, I worry the defense might just be shit. Yeah, uh, I didn't know this. I didn't know this was a thing. So two things really quickly here: you, you're not ever really going to be able to match up with the bang with the uh, Chiefs' offense, in my opinion. Like, there's not it's really hard. a way to solve them. Then, and, and honestly, the more ways that the league tries to figure it out, the more kind of uh options you give you make the chiefs learn other ways they can beat you and you're making them you're sharpening them even more <laughs> kind of right like you're giving them more um you know tools in their toolbox to f you um and so you kind of have to hope that they beat themselves to a degree by just out thinking things or just having a bad plan or just like something weird goes on uh with the you know with like the like the Colts game and like the AFC championship game last year um or you have to outscore them. Like those are your two options. <laughs> That's it. There's no, uh, you know, hey, a perfectly play, game plan defense can really give these guys heartache um, on any given day, as far as I can tell you, just because of how many different ways they can can get you. Um, the Bengals head-to-head success versus the Chiefs is very, very, very suspect as far as a meaningful signal from what I can tell you. People want to bring up, oh, they beat him again this year. It is so suspect. So and I so suspect. There were were 10 minutes left in that game. Kansas City's up by four. Kelsey fumbles it. 
and then yes. go on a 50-yard touchdown drive. Yes. Kansas City, again, it wasn't a close field goal. It's a 50-something yarder. Kansas City had a chance to tie it, miss the field goal. Like, yes. that game that game wasn't just like, oh, the Bengals sure have their number. It's and then, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Chiefs are due, I guess. Go back to the go back to the regular season game where this trend started. The first, the one and zero of yeah. this trend. Go rewatch some of the way that the the uh, uh, refs called defensive pass interference and defensive holding in that game. Holy shit! They gave the Bengals so many extra opportunities to score touchdowns in that game because of bad personnel who were on the field for the the uh, Chiefs who ultimately didn't even get much run in the playoff game. Like I, I the the refereeing in that game was wildly one sided. Um, we went into a matchup with. Uh, Cincy and and KC in the AFC Championship game last year, where the KC was what seven point favorites. Um, it was not, you know, this this, this is a decent margin between those two teams. KC in that game uh, literally beat themselves in the second half with their offensive adjustments and whatever in the world was going on with the team uh, and just just in general the the philosophy there. Um, and yeah, you mentioned it. This year, it took a, a weird Travis Kelsey fumble um, and, uh, you know, some other just really strange uh, happenings to give the game to the Bengals this year. I had an under in that game, and I was like, I came out of that one like, didn't deserve it. That was, I, I do not know, do not understand how uh, the Chiefs came no, away. If, if the Chiefs would have scored did. a touchdown on the final drive, you'd have been toast. Yeah, would have been toast. Yeah, and would have been toast. Everybody, yeah. everybody thought for sure. Like I'm like, oh, the Chiefs probably go scare or the scare score. Why would I say scare? What's wrong with me? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, either way, I, I do think. How much time was left uh, when they got the ball back? Uh, it wasn't a ton. Anyway, yeah, there wasn't yeah. a ton, but. Um, yeah, that was yeah. It and was, yeah, the, the uh, it Chiefs, was wild. If if the Chiefs didn't get cued at the goal line last uh, last time they met in the playoffs. That game is probably over. I mean, they were that was about to be a laugher at that point. So yeah, I I, I don't want to take anything away from the Bengals. They have a dynamic offense. They've shown some some you know signs of decent coaching slash leadership. Joe Burrow is a stone cold assassin, and the defense is improved in spots. Yeah. Um, I just worry that the referees have Twitter and maybe saw <laughs> Eli Apple. Like if you're a ref. And you see that? I'm flagging the fuck out of him. Oh no! Oh no! Not another! Not another holding on the defense. Those are, you know, those are automatic, uh, automatic first downs. They're number twenty. So sorry about yeah. your luck. Yeah. What a, what an absolute turd. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a there is a blueprint here for the Chiefs to really really get it done effectively against the Bengals in the first half of this game, and then I think it's over. Um. Bengals and Burrow are ice cold. Yes, they have many ways they can hurt you in the passing game. Yes, their offensive line did not get exposed last week as expected. That is true. I will absolutely go to my grave believing that the slippery field and the game state mattered more than the fact that those guys didn't uh, embarrass themselves. Really? Like, they got to they got to run block in favorable conditions. They didn't, you know. We covered this on Monday. Like the um, the weather broke absolutely perfectly for them. It was apparently somewhat unexpected. Uh, who knows if they had the right cleats on and everybody else didn't? But whatever the case was, that offensive line benefited tremendously uh, from 
the you know the difficulty that the Bills pass rushers had getting off their getting off their uh, uh, stance and. Then once it was a positive game state, they got to go play. Hey, let's just go uh, get physical, block guys down the field, and let our running attack do the rest. And that was that. Um, I don't think that works in this game against the Chiefs. I think the fact that you're going up against uh, you know a guy who very very much belonged in the conversation for top three defensive player of the year, Chris Jones, being on the field is yeah. potentially a, a huge problem for your interior offensive line. Uh, and I mean, if Burrow's getting comfortable getting the ball out of his hands quickly, he might have to speed it up because Chris Jones is going to be in his lap early and often. In this you know, one. you know what, you know, it would suck too. And granted it would be good for bets. We have features we have, but if it truly does just finally the, you know, the hens come home to roost. That is not the saying. Chickens come home to roost on this Chickens. offensive line issue, and Jones has a big day. The rest of the pass rush just like Burrow gets dumped like eight times or something, and the yeah. game is not competitive because uh, that finally rears its ugly head. And in the other game, Hurts just trucks. Like it, there's a chance we have two bad games. Oh which, yeah, that's oh, why. Oh yeah. That's why we have to bet it. That's why we have to. And I do worry. I won't have the dog teaser in this one. I, I have a lot of. I have a lot of situations where I think the you know the favorite, oh, depending on which and which point you enter the teaser on this game because it's bounced to both sides. Yeah. I think there's a decent chance uh, we veer outside the numbers a little. I won't play America's teaser this week. So what? What is? Let's give the Bengals a little more shine here before we move off this game entirely. Like yep. what, like, let's say like the, the, um, what is stopping them from running it back the way they did against the bills last week? I mean, well, I'm, I'm making a case that the chiefs rushing attack is going to be effective. It's been kind of dog shit all season. Why is it going to be good now? Um, you know, like what, what is the, you know, what does the game look like if we are at halftime? Like how did put, we miss this? The Bengals are amazing. Put, Pacheco's improved, and not only that, but I think the team, the offensive team, the game planning has improved the way they've used him. Mm-hmm. And also, like you said, he's the most annoying person to bet against because it's like, all oh, right, they got him stopped for a three-yard gain. It's going to be third and seven. And he's mm-hmm. not down. And he's spun out of that. And it's third and one. No, it's first down. He just he has so much hate in his heart when he runs the ball. Mm-hmm. And I do think he'll have a nice game. I think uh, if the if the Bengals are successful, it's just another case of, you know, the, maybe we're just never going to get uh, get the attrition against this pass rush, or excuse me, against this offensive line. I really, really do think like the the pass rush for the Bills not getting home it had a little bit to do with the snow and the slippery conditions, but also, and like we're doing right now, giving credit to the Cincinnati game planning, they got the ball out quick. Burrow did not hold the ball much, and that was that was always the game plan. So the combination of the the quick passes and you know the the pass rushers having a little trouble with the slick conditions. I mean, if you don't get Burrow pressured, he's going to slay you. He has three good receivers, two decent tight ends, and honestly, a running back is pretty good out of the backfield. They have so many weapons. So yeah, it's 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 a tough ask for both teams. So I don't know who wins this game. I I have a little bit under the under forty seven. I've played Pacheco to win the Super Bowl MVP at one hundred and fifty. I think, uh, and a lot of that was just like 
maybe maybe Mahomes gets this done or Henny gets this done and Mahomes is 100%. We have a crazy output by him a couple weeks in a row. They're almost just, you know, I know it's Super Bowl MVP, but if a guy has a a run throughout the playoffs, that gets in the back of their head. Voters are stupid. Um, sports writers in general. People in the sports media are stupid. We're stupid. And, like, if Pacheco has two good games in a row, that kind of plays into it. So I know it's a quarterback <laughs> award, but 150 was a lot. And it's it's more of a yeah. – more of a, I do think Kansas City gets there and would be favored. Also, you know, you did yourself an emotional solid because – it's miserable betting against Pacheco. <laughs> Wait, that that guy's got so much extra uh, on every freaking time he touches the ball. If you are cheering for him, it is a very different experience than if you are rooting against him. I can tell you that with 100% sincerity. <laughs> so, yes, you get to cheer for something that would otherwise make you miserable. Um, Dan has a question. Do you all know? Do you all know? Because Dan's from the South. He lives in Connecticut, though. Mm-hmm. Very not south anymore. Do you all know who the last running back to win Super Bowl was? It yes, Terrell Davis. It was Terrell Davis. Yeah, yeah. 1999 yeah. Super Bowl, right? Ninety eight. There was ninety eight Super Bowl in ninety. Was that the one where he had like a migraine and? Um, the Terrell Davis migraine. No, I think that might have been the next one. But whatever the case was, he deserved it. He had like three two hundred yards and three touchdowns in that game. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a very it, uh, it's very, very hard. There was there was a strong contingent of I can't even think of the running back's name when Kansas City did come back and win the Super Bowl. They wanted oh, to get to Mike. Did I say Mike Davis? It's not Mike Davis. No, no, no. I know who you're talking about. Though. Oh, uh, Williams, Daryl, Darren, Darryl, Williams, Daryl, Daryl, Darren. Yeah, Williams had like he scored late. He scored the game winner. I think he had a really yeah. nice game. He, and he had I had game. I had live bet Mahomes MVP, and I was like, oh, Damien yeah. Williams. Oh yeah, I'm like, Damien. If they give this to David yeah. Williams. I would. Oh yeah, because I you sat there both. looking. The, there was the price for the price for KC money line was like 25 cents shorter of Mahomes MVP. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to outsmart the books here. I was going to be so pissed if that didn't happen. Damian uh, Williams. Damian Bland, he did have a very good game. 104 yards, touchdown on the ground, touchdown through the air. Uh, yeah, 29 yards receiving. He scored the last two touchdowns. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and, and Randy. That. Yeah, Randy. It was like I said. It was better than KC money line at that point, and I took it. Yeah, and that might be the only MVP award, uh, Super Bowl MVP award, I've ever won a bet on. Yeah. Until Pacheco cashes, I will play some more. <laughs> I like. To, I like to have a. It's not like first round leader, first touchdown. I'll have a few bets on that. Um, I'll add some, obviously, after these games once we get to know it. But usually, it's more of a. Uh, it's like having a, uh, you know, a, a $1 horse in a race and you're playing <laughs> against them, except you have two $1 horses and they're both quarterbacks. So it's tough playing against the quarterbacks. I'm going to try to find some fat prices on some second, third wide receivers, which I think he could have some fun with. If it is, is Cincinnati, I think he could definitely have some fun with that with uh, <laughs> the Niners if they end up upsetting the Eagles here. So it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. One last thing this about this. First. One last thing about this game. Um, is is there what at what percent possibility do we go out live at halftime? We're like, so the Chiefs defense sucks, uh, and we didn't really know it because they didn't play anybody good all season. 
uh, how do they stop the bleeding here? And does that, you know, does a game state where the Bengals are gashing the Chiefs early in this one, uh, is that seem likely to you at all? And if that happens, does, you know, is is the halftime show talking ourselves into betting the Chiefs, doubling down on the Chiefs at uh, some sort of price along with everyone in the universe who's probably bet them live already? Um, I think if the Chiefs are down at half, the total will be higher than it should be and will still take an over. Yeah, okay. Because if, if their defense stinks, um, you know, the Bengals know damn well. Like, what, what's your halftime speech if you're up and you're Cincinnati? You're saying we cannot be the the what the ninth goddamn team in the playoffs to get a lead on these Chiefs and give it up. Like we can't be that team. We cannot be conservative. We cannot run a conservative game plan. Three and outs are going to kill us here as they get more aggressive. Um, a, yeah, a Bengals lead is an overbet. I think in my my opinion, okay. it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Okay, but uh, and truthfully, it might be some Bengals second half money line too. If you get if you get a spot where the Chiefs are struggling and the whole world wants to bet the Chiefs, and you get like a Chiefs minus seven second half. Bengals, Bengals money line just for a few shekels too. I think I'd be on. Is it sometimes it just you know everybody thinks it's going to turn around and it doesn't. Without looking, what's the uh, Chiefs DVOA on defense ranking? Nineteen twenty. Yeah, seventeen. Good guess. That's a good guess. Uh, yeah, they did not come in with a especially impressive ultimate resume this year. Um, on a lot of that, a lot of that 17 versus what the, you know, what the raw numbers would tell you is because they, they played a pretty easy schedule. They had a lot of soft QBs on that schedule. Um, and when they faced elite ones, they were, you know, they had trouble, um, a couple of times in there. So, all right, well, that's about all I got. Uh, I got chiefs. I got the Eagles. I'm pulling for the homies. Let's roll with the homies. And it did. Uh, it was a defense that improved the second half of the season. They played a little better. I'm just kind of looking at the EPA per play numbers. That's pretty good, Charles. The halftime speeches. Yeah. Look, they're selling tickets for Chiefs Super Bowl. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Oh, the the halftime speech. Yeah, they're going to show them a. They're going to show them a. Uh, Tyler uh, Warren Sharp. Uh, TikTok. You see what's happening? They're selling tickets. There's conspiracy theories, guys. We can't yeah. let them have this. Yep. Not an um, inch. Um, I did. I started some comments real quick. Um, sure. One of these we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, the teaser talk. How do you feel about the teasers? I kind of already gave my opinion. I'm I'm a little out on them this week. I know that the math checks out, but I've I, I've struggled with uh, teasing up rather than teasing down a few spots here, and I do think there's there's a likelihood that the the Eagles win by margin as much as I'd like to take, you know, Niners plus eight and a half is a pretty big number guys. Yeah. I'd love two good games. One of them is going to be a blowout probably. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just probably how it's going to go. Um, I would not the... discourage anybody. It's a, it's a plus EV bet. They're bo- both totals are under 50. Yeah. You can get both. In a, in a Wong zone, definitely like Mickey Hill's asking thoughts yeah. about a Wong for sure. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, 
the Wong for both was to get Cincy and KC, you know, and a Wong together. <laughs> that would have been, again, going back to the days of five dimes. I don't even know anyone, anyone offer an open teaser anymore. I haven't seen them in forever. Uh, op- open parlays a lot, open but open parlays, teasers huh? aren't a thing really. Yeah, that's a shame. That's uh, a Randy, shame. Randy Mitchell wants to get into some news and notes. We're going to talk about the Brandon Bean comment. I don't want to suck bad enough to get a Jamar chase. I hated it. I get the, hey, we don't ever want to be in a spot where we're a rebuilding team. where We have high draft picks. I get that. But it's 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 the same kind of thing. It's like the Zach Wilson stuff. Like, just keep it to yourself. Like, yeah. that's not something. You, don't don't put quotes out like that guy. Yeah, they were the Bengals. That that is extreme bad sportsmanship. <laughs> Extremely bad being a bad loser. Um, and throwing shade at the Bengals in a year where their quarterback tours ACL doesn't feel like great karma, Brandon. <laughs> like, I don't know that I really want to invite that uh, on my, uh, on my quarterback who seems inclined to take too many hits for no good reason early in the season when it's not really helping. So um, yeah, I, I, uh, I hated it. Uh, I thought it was a chicken shit way to address that particular situation. And, um, and, and, belly aching about not having enough skill position players when you traded for Stefan Diggs. Like, like it's not like the cupboard is bare because you're, you've been too good for too long. Like they made a move and got Stefan Diggs. He was the top three receiver this year in the NFL. Like what are, what are we doing? What's happening here? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, I was perplexed by it. It just felt like being a bad loser to me. Yeah, um, his and Link points out his DFS projections are high. Let's put Link on the screen just because I like his. I like his yeah. Musk. Yeah. Um, what What do you want to do next then? Awards. Yeah, uh, we got. I didn't know we were going to get this today, but we got all the finalists. No, th- this was a surprise. Uh, there weren't a lot of. You know, it, it weird too because on the day after we get our um, Academy Award nominations, they go right back to the well and they're like, "Here's the finalists for every NFL award." Um, so a little uh, overwhelming. Quick, um, quick side note. Yeah, that, sure. Of the best pictures, how many have you seen? Dan and I were having this conversation. Uh, I You've think seen th- everywhere, everything, and all at all at the same time. Yes. Uh, let's see here. I've seen Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, those, uh, those are my two. So I've far. seen. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's exactly where I'm at. I've, yeah, my wife wanted to go see Top Gun in the theater. I did. I watched, I'll probably uh, watch All Quiet because that's on Netflix at some point. You know, I my teacher made me read it in like eighth grade. I know it's what not happens. very, not very good, spoiler. Yeah, yeah I uh, you know what I do? You know what I watched? Uh, I watched when I was pretty effed up one Saturday night. I watched the beginning of Elvis. To see, you know that viral clip of uh, he's white. Of he's white. He's white. He's white. I thought, like, is that is that real or was that like somehow edited? No, to, and I so I watched the beginning until I saw it, and I was like, my fucking god, what an embarrassment. Um, yeah, and then I had to turn it off because Elvis was unwatchable. Um, anyway, 
So well, I'm it not going to count all this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get super high and watch everything everywhere all at once one more time because I, I missed part of it. And then yeah, Banshee. I've heard bad things about Banshee Venture. Yeah, if you if you want to see Colin Farrell doing something yeah. fun, go watch the I'm gentleman. Staying up, yeah, I'm staying still, up super late to watch Aussie Open. I, I I'm already too tired. I, I can't put myself to sleep watching the Banshees of Inner Shern. Yeah um yeah and avatar it was laughable that that got nominated as far as i've heard from people talking about that for it's movie. like all right um, you guys spent a lot of money we'll put you in here with we have we have room yeah. for 10. triangle of sadness sounds fake women talking sounds fake the fablemans looks boring and tar uh, yeah. i'm not a kate blanchett fan so i'm gonna skip tar anyway the so yeah, we didn't, awards, we didn't know this was coming. <laughs> a, a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them checked out. So I mean, a lot of them were just like, "All right, the, the three finalists for comeback player of the year: Gino, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey." No shit. Like that makes sense. The MVPs: Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Josh Allen, and then Justin Jefferson. That absolutely checks out. The offensive player of the year pretty much checks out. Jefferson and Reek, Jalen yeah. and Patrick. Like that, hundred percent checks out. And even. I mean, you mentioned Chris Jones. He is a finalist. Uh, I don't think he has a chance to win, but I think that it's kind of like getting on the stage, I guess, for Heisman. Mm -hmm. Micah, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, and Chris Jones. That one's probably right. And then five coaches. No, they they narrowed they it down. Andy. Yes. Sadly. See, because the, 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 that's what I I wanted to. That's where I was asking because the Dove Cliveman uh, tweet. Says it's Dable, Peterson, Shanahan, McDermott, and Sirianni. Yeah, McDermott and Sirianni did not get any invites. Yeah, and then I saw that they, they yeah. narrowed it down to three, and I'm like, well, I guess I can count that as a loss. Yes. Yes. And um, a, a, an award I didn't really remember that uh, existed is uh, assistant, assistant coach. coach yeah. yeah I really, I looked at that. Johnson, yeah. Steichen, and D'Amico Ryans. I'm like, I don't know why I would give that to you. <laughs> Those are all really good. Uh, really good and actually, actually, by the way, like uh, Big Lou Anaruma, uh, not only did he not get consideration for that award, but also uh, not a single interview in this process that I have seen so far. How in the world yeah. does Zach Taylor Jedi mind tricking the other franchises not to you? This isn't the assistant coach you're looking for uh, because shit, man, he's on my short list for sure. Even though I'm not hiring a defensive coach, ultimately, I would love to get that guy in a room and pick his brain about what in the world he is doing uh, to adjust so well at halftimes of games, because apparently, according to Peyton Manning, it can't be done. Uh, but Lou is doing it. So, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, that's a weird one. Um, the only kind of th comments I had about any of the awards nominations are that uh, Justin Jefferson getting a MVP consideration among the who, five. Who, which which quarterback? If you had to have no. five, which quarterback are you replacing with? Uh, are you are you not saying he should? I mean, be Brock there? Purdy, obviously. I think, um, no, I think I, it just I, kind I, of speaks I to the fact that you're getting offensive player of the year. But yeah, that that was that was where I was going. Yeah. I was like, I, I think that telegraphs he's offensive player of the year. Uh, I think Bosa DPOY, Mahomes obviously the MVP, um, Sauce obviously the DROI, and then after that. We got ourselves a guessing game. Uh, the leaders in the clubhouse for each of the remaining awards that I can tell you are Garrett Wilson for OROI, yeah. Shani for Coach of the Year, I and so. uh, and Gino for Comeback Player of the Year. 
I will say this though: the fact that Gino CMC, even though the Niners would maybe get coach and come back. So, and deep and DPOI just giving the Niners all the awards, huh? Okay. Um, (laughs) The uh, uh, the they were all able to succeed despite the the despite Brock Purdy. Um, The comeback player of the year, I still think, is probably. I mean. You know, Gino not coming off of injury apparently will matter based on a lot of cases of voters have said about how important they hold the injury you sustained in terms of voting for you for comeback player of the year. Um, and then the the rookie of the year, I say Wilson, but it could be, you know, could very well be Walker. The coach of the year is the most hands, throw my hands up. The fact that Peterson finished as a finalist in the top three, what are we doing? My freaking goodness like this is a study in a recency bias that peterson gets this nomination uh, holy shit that was a bad choice not and granted it's hard for me to say this because the division was gifted to them by an utter collapse but he's not even the best coach in his division i absolutely and despite the collapse i absolutely hold vrabel yeah. In much higher esteem than Doug Peterson. And Doug Peterson, and, and we uh, we understand these aren't, you know, everyone has these arguments every year about every sport, especially baseball. They you know, use war and like, oh, what if he was on this team? Or what if he wasn't on the team at all? How many wins would he have? And I see people doing that with uh, Nikola Jokic right now on, on where, where the Nuggets would be without him. And it's fine. It's fun. But, like, the fact is these wards are, you know, they're, they're a little – subjective and the people that vote for them aren't always doing it for the right uh the same reasons as the the next guy who's voting so it's uh it's it's kind of a crapshoot guys you try to put yourself in a good position get some big numbers yeah. i lost so much money on offensive players <laughs> offensive rookie of the year you the fact no Wilson, that I, the fact, no Gary Wilson at the end of the day no oh so i, I bet did, some i bet a little bit of that when he uh when uh Wilson got numbers, Zach Wilson got benched because we were like, okay, now we, here we go. We're going to target him a little. The numbers had gotten away from me a little. I just said to fuck okay. with it. Um, and, I, and I really thought Olave had a shot. People were, I think, giving Peterson credit for just not being Urban Meyer, which is a weird thing to give a coach credit for. Like, literally, people like, look at the turnaround. They were first overall. Now they're in the playoffs. It's, and, you know, like, look how dysfunctional it was last year. Now they're functional. Well, like, that was firing Urban Meyer, not what anything Doug Peterson did that I could tell you. Like, you think he came in and like taught these guys, like, oh yeah, this is how you practice. Oh yeah, this is how. You, no, like you, Urban Meyer was just running a dysfunctional franchise in terms of how he was uh, Ross, you know, rostered decisions and you know developing players. I, I I was very very annoyed that Sirianni was not at least a top three finalist, even though I, I had given up in all hope that he was ever going to win. Um, I think yeah, it'll that, go to Shanahan, but it could be I mean, Dable because of the uh, New York bias. I mean, it's, it's like giving. I don't. I don't remember what he did for a living. He had some jobs, but it's like getting Employee of the Year for the mm-hmm. guy who replaced Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, hey, you didn't eat anybody. Like, good job. I mean, that's what, like you. You succeeded yeah. Urban Meyer. Like that's it, it's like the Geno Smith thing. Like, oh, it's what, like what Jay says, for? Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize for not being Bush. That's true. That's it's well, he also for being the first African American president of the United States, but yeah. Um, I still count, count <laughs> okay. Uh, the, I uh, the saxophone, yeah. The uh, real 
quick thought. Um, if you want to watch the award show on February 9th and uh, watch, watch me experience Max Payne, uh, Max Payne for me will be CMC winning comeback player of the year over Sack Barkley and then Dable winning coach of the year over Shanahan because I, I covered Zach. all of my Sirianni stuff with Shani at big old prices. And if Shani and Sirianni both get sniped by Brian Dable, who finished the season two, five, and one, I'm going to be Dable, crying. It is going to, it is going to hurt. What, um, what I was yeah. able to get down on Mahomes at two to one and at plus 160 plus the Justin Jefferson money. I'm going to I'm going to be able to scratch out a little bit of some uh, some award profits. Okay. Um one those two can't screw up though. Um anything if if Sack gets comeback player of the year, that's big bonus to me. If uh for some reason everyone's been lying and Sauce Gardner does not actually win defense player of the year, <laughs> I have some big numbers on both of the other guys. Yeah. I don't think that's realistic to say, but you never know. Um, so I have some upside, but mostly just like, I need the sure things to come through guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. had some other, other comments. Oh, this one's a fun one. We won't spend for, oh, just, I moved it. Well, somebody asked what the, what do you price a Rabakina Sabalenka final? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Sabalenka. Do you want minus... my price or do you want what I think the market's going to open? Well, let's, let's do both, but okay. market, I think he's looking for a market price. Sabalenka minus 170. That's pretty close to what I would have said. I'm at minus 185 for Sabalenka. I think the market's going to open minus 125. You think that low? Yeah. I thought I was thinking 150 to 170. Mm-hmm. Rabikina's great, but it's going to be tight. That's All if right. Rabikina comes through because no, she's got to face two time Australian Open champion Victoria Azarenka tonight, Andy. What, what about Rabikina Lynette? <laughs> minus 800 same, same price as the seven link match like just minus 500 whatever. maybe more maybe more yeah, yeah. that's that's it's, it's the final uh, yeah some some more uh news and notes o'brien to new england patrick asks i love it but it's similar to the urban meyer things like i love anyone who is hired who is not patricia and judge and truthfully the familiarity he has um, the fact that I do think he's an okay coordinator. Um, he's one of those of the same ilk as like a Leslie Frazier, uh, Dan Quinn, you know, these guys where it's like, I don't want him as a coord- uh, coach, but I think this guy is a very good coordinator. I don't know if Brian O'Brien's a great coordinator, but I think he's definitely above average. I think he probably learned some time and then learned some things in his last job. He worked with some pretty elite uh, company there. So he did I, not I, ever I, share the locker room with Mac Jones at Alabama, right? I don't think so. I don't think they overlapped. There was no maybe, overlap. Maybe a year. Somebody, somebody can help me with that. Um, maybe there was a year overlap. I'm not sure. Dan says he did not. Dan watches a lot of college football, so, so either Sark, way, Sark was Max coordinator. Sark left for Texas, and Bill O'Brien took over after Mac yeah. got drafted. Okay. So, um. Still, though, like, I think I don't think they gave Bill O'Brien like carte blanche about how to, you know, what the concepts they wanted to run in that Alabama offense were. So they, he probably has a sense of what Mac Jones's background 
is in terms of place he's comfortable with from oh, and also, the Alabama, I mean, knowing the, the Alabama playbook. So I, it, what, it's probably it's this? probably that's probably the best hire they 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 realistically could have come up with probably. What's what's the game plan at Alabama? Have the five star snap it to the five star, and then go through his progression of five stars or hand off to the five star. You know what? <laughs> Like, I know. know that, I know. It's, it's not easy. You're playing tough teams. There's week. one. There's one problem about bringing in Bill O'Brien. It's creepy butt chin. No, that uh, that means uh, New Hopkins trade is off the table. Ooh, yeah. That doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't feel like it. It'll be. Cur- it'll be curious to see what they do in the wide receiver market this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do um, love the. Uh, my favorite was somebody pointed that out that. Um, Bill O'Brien was there when they had the dynamic wide receivers, or excuse me, tight ends. And he's like, man, now they, you know, they have a couple of decent tight ends there. They're not of the same grade of what he had in his earlier stint, but also he also doesn't have middle of his career. Tom Brady has Mac yeah, Jones right. guys. Like let's, let's chill, chill, chill a little on it. Charles uh, Saul says any draft bets yet? No, but I did see something that got me excited today. A couple of the offshores have over under prices on some of the quarterbacks and the the bigger names, really. So I, I believe it was like there was a, a Will Levis. Is it Levis or Levis? That's how much football I watch. And I have the sound off a lot. Big white guy. Bill Le- Levis. I'm not even saying it right. Don't 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 know how to pronounce it. But I did. Levis, see, uh, not Levis. 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 OK, thank you, man. Let Levis to Beaver. First overall picks up everywhere, but uh, right now, like if you go to Bavada, and I'm sure these limits aren't great, I can bet $200 on these. Uh, Anthony Richardson, Bajan Robinson, Quinton Johnson. I feel like that should say Quinton Johnston. Uh, have over unders. I thought I saw Levis before. How, how many quarterbacks selected in round one? I feel like that should be just four, but it's a juicy under four and a half minus 310. Are up, and then what school will Mister Relevant be drafted from? Which feels like a very bad bet to make. I mean, Iowa State quarterbacks apparently do well, so Iowa State. Um, Seneca the, Wallace got a kid. The uh, the the general uh, strategy that you should take into draft betting this time of season, if you see props pop, is look for markets that are overwhelmingly tilted in favor of some expected known outcome that is only based on a handful of poorly informed mocks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if there was a huge favorite, you know, if there was some, if there was chalk in the wide receiver market and it happened to correspond with the handful of mocks that are out there and the top wide receiver in every mock, I would be trying to fade that with a, with a reckless abandon (laughs) because these you the idea that you know which first wide receiver out of these guys is going first, I take exception with. Not, not fact, at this point. We will yeah. eventually, I think. Yes. Um yeah, so that's the thing too. Hold good yeah. point. Sauce was a yeah. huge price or first corner for a long time. And um one of my biggest hits that wasn't Kenneth Walker or Drake London revolved was uh Stingley was it Stingley third? Was that exact like the exact price? Is that what we had? Stingley third, 25 to one is what I remember. Yeah, Sting, Stingley third. I, I hit that all the way down and that came through a bunch. Like that was, that was, 
you're going to have that stuff every year. If you, you know, just pay attention, pay attention and make sure you're keeping track of who has. Horn first defensive player of the year before was even better. Oh no. Stingley third was a huge price. And I got a big bet on that. Stingley 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 was was pretty silly at sometimes Drake, uh, Drake London, under 10 and a half, under 11 and a half, eighth exactly. Do you even uh, remember who was supposed, like, who was chalk in the third overall market? Who are they supposed to take? Oh, it was, uh, well, it, I mean, it was just sauce first cornerback was happening. A yeah, lot. no, no, but who are the Texans? We, we bet like, Sting, rumored, we bet, who are the Texans first to take, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. But were, who was like because sauce was always steam yes you know, was always linked to the jets four but i feel like it was somebody else that was linked to the texans third third right was it like evan neal or icky or somebody so, so they had a lot of needs and i think i think that there was starting to be this this sense that hutchinson was going to be available there yeah I, I thought I thought there was some steam around Hutchinson maybe going third and oh, okay. you know, like uh, t- Thibodeau goes second. Tib- Thibodeau or Aki going second if the Lions want another offensive lineman or yeah it, it got weird. Neil was I know Neil was projected top five in some spots. Hmm. It was it, it got messy there. I can't remember. They, it was Houston, so they needed everything. But I think it yeah. was like Aki Aki and Neil were getting a lot of steam towards him. Yeah, man. Draft betting. Yeah, it's it's. I've already started research. It's a lot of fun. I'm gonna try to go. If anybody is lives in Indianapolis and has a hide a bed, I might go to the combine. I don't know. Ooh, there it's, you go. It's funny. Like I need to get out of town because the weather sucks. So I'm going to Indy. Yeah, <laughs> they have great shrimp cocktail in, in Indianapolis. Hit, hit, hit the beach in <clears throat> Indy, guys. Well, hopefully the Hilton has a pool. Um, <laughs> Any, anything pool. else? Uh, quick, quick thoughts on look ahead prices. Yeah, you know, our, our friend plus EV analytics had asked about that, and uh, you know it, it varies so much to book to book. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think some of that is just the limits aren't super high on that stuff, and they don't give a shit because uh, anything you write on a look ahead price at like I don't know, let's say a thousand dollar max, that's going to be a drop inside of a drop in the bucket come what you're going to write in the Super Bowl. Like you just, just be, you just have to be sort of close. Like basically all they're doing is trying to entice a little action there. Just kind of be close. Take some, take some action that you get to hold for three weeks and whatever. I don't, I don't think they're, those numbers are super indicative of anything. No. I mean, um, yeah, it's impossible to guess what the openers are going to be without seeing Mahomes on the field. Uh, best offshore account for draft betting. You need a combination of a bunch. They're, and they were, that's they were, kind of an oxymoron, though. <laughs> yeah, they they were trash. Like yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of the over under bets for like positions last year. I was able to get like five hundred dollars down if I wanted, and I had to do it by betting the same thing four different times. It'd be mm-hmm. like, and, and, and by that, I mean like, cause it was minus minus one fifty. That's the only way I got up to 500. Like you bet 150 to win a hundred uh, at, at like four different books. Cause that's the max that they're going to take in it. And two of them are like bet online and uh, low vig, which are the same book. It just says, you know, I, I don't think nitro is somewhere I'd be putting any money right now. There's been a lot of horror stories. Uh, mm. If you have local books, paperheads, you're going to find a lot there. 
Bet Online, Lovig, Bovada. I hate to even give Bet US any shine because I'm limited to just nothing there right now. Uh, but they did have some draft stuff up. Uh, the the replacement for five dimes, which is bet any sport, really didn't have a lot. But they were taking some sick limits on some shit, especially come NBA draft. And it, it would change from day to day. But like when other places were, oh, my God, we don't know what's happening with uh, Banchero. They're like, yeah, we'll take 500 on anything here. Like yeah. just out of the blue. So yeah, try to. I mean, it's re- one of those where you need, you need like six or seven books. Then you need to bet on legals. That realistically find a friend or make a trip to a legal state and get some paper tickets. The mo- the money I made on all the, Go to the kiosk. Stuff, yeah. 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 And I, I was able to get some uh, bookmaker. They're going to have some, they're going to have some higher limits, but that's, they're going to have a very limited menu. A lot of it is going to be just mostly first overall pick and a few over unders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the money I made was sending money to friends in Canada and friends in Illinois and like, Hey, can, if I venue some money, you like, you're bad at betting, right? You got a clean points bet account. <laughs> we could, that's the best part. We, I took a bunch and then they still just like, ah, well, we're not limiting this account yet. Like uh, I love that. We'll, let, we'll let people keep bidding. So I love it. Um, and, and the limits are going to be different. Um, you almost need some clean accounts. Like if you guys are sitting at DraftKings hammering them or for player kiosk, props, find, find some ki- kiosks. kiosks too. If you if you have yeah. uh, you know if you live in Chicago or you can go over to Horseshoe Hammond, shit like that. If there are places in your state that have legal books with kiosks, you can just sit there and feed hundred dollar bills yep. into kiosks. <laughs> and yeah, and that, that's the thing. A clean account, you can bet a few hundred on these. But if you're the kind of person who cleans up on derivatives and props, you're probably not betting. A few hundred on anything at that account anymore. Yeah, and I mean, who knows what some of the books are going to do legally this year in terms of even offering stuff? It'll be interesting I don't know. to see. I get the sense that a couple of these books are starting to pivot into after the NFL season's over, we're just going to be an online casino. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what kind I love, of. I love see. some online craps. It goes so fast. <laughs> we'll see what kind of uh, outcome we get there. Um, um, ooh, six point game in the Orlando Magic Pacers. Check your closing line value if you laid it with the Magic tonight. Ooh, buddy. Um, two and I got a, a nice two and one night in the basketball. Both uh, I had two outright outright winners that were six five six point underdogs, and then one that lost by twenty. Which is my MO. So Orlando opened four and a half, got bet up to six and a half, and closed five. So that is a big old middle. Um, congratulations to all of the middlers out there. Um, Denver with no Jokic, no Murray, no Porter Jr., and no Bones Highland, I think. Uh, hanging in there against the, uh, the Milwaukee Yeah, four-point game. Yeah. Um, couple quick questions before, before we run. Charles, is the NFC even going to improve next year? This is such a difficult and impossible question. Not look obviously. at what, yeah, look at what we thought of the NFC before the season and where they're at now. And there's always two teams that are going to just come out of nowhere. There's two teams that are going to disappoint like hell. There's going to be a team like the Vikings who overperforms their Pythag by three games or more. There's always going to be some goofy stuff. Well, so the, it's, it's very hard. The, to the fundamentals really, of his questions is, is probably not because if Aaron Rodgers is not a Packer, they're going to send him to the AFC. I if know, Tom, was Tom Brady is Tom Brady is not going to be a Buck. He might go to the AFC. Uh, and Matt we're talking, Stafford's we're talking about off some, an elbow. He might not be right. 
I know we're uh, talking about some 40 somethings where I think I think if you end up seeing like Lamar in the NFC, I'd, I'd trade a okay. trade a Lamar. I'd tra- like if you lose Brady and you lose uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'd trade those two right now for Lamar. And I think that's funny. Even, even Stevens, I know I'd just kind of throwing some shade at some absolute legends, but it, it kind of depends on some of these teams if they if the Lions fill in a bunch, if if the Bears, if people are wrong about Justin Fields and he takes a step forward, if the Vikings can succeed and fill in some pieces on defense. I mean, honestly, like you can probably just chalk in Purdy Hurts for the next couple of NFC championships. This is use this NFC championship as a learning experience about how these teams match up because you're going to need to know it for next year and the year after, yeah. and maybe even the year after but that. We'll see. L- Lamar coming somewhere in the NFC. Um, the Seahawks are actually in a good if they want to just do the thing where they stick with Geno and get some help around him, especially on the other side of the ball. Seahawks are going to be a, a wild card team who actually probably belongs next year. The Giants have everybody's a free agent, but they have a million dollars to spend. It'll be interesting to see where basically the entire NFC East goes because a couple of those teams could be good teams depending on the decisions they make. So I think the NFC has a case to have a a really strong middle class, but it's certainly not going to be the AFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. And yeah, the, Philly, uh, and Philly has two first-round picks in this draft. How the fuck, guys? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, one final uh, kind of uh, notes. Uh, bookkeeping. We are coming up on the end of the NFL season. Um, people may wonder what is in store for the deep dive once the Super Bowl is a wrap. Um, we're going to tr- just pivot right into gambling on other stuff (laughs) and uh and doing some interviews we'll try to get some subject matter experts some people with some domain knowledge not just in sports betting but in specific sports that are uh you know have interesting things going on that we can talk about that we're going to be betting on uh and of course if you are in the deep dive discord we will make specific effort to try to hear uh from you in terms of what specific industry folks you want us to hear you know to to try to reach out the, to the evergreen um, stuff is so much you no. know I, we hear it all the time that you guys love it we love doing it yeah I mean, sure. it's it's it, it's so much more at, and it's not that we don't love breaking down the nfl every week but that's a, it's a grind and it's repetitive and it's hard and you know you're wrong a lot and that hurts and sometimes we have to come in here and talk about how bad we've got lost we lost money last week whereas the evergreen series you're, you're just it's just it's just a really fun, refreshing way to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, so you know what? On this YouTube video right now, if you leave some comments underneath here, I'm always pushing for that because YouTube loves that. It really does help us out. If you can just if you think of something, just leave a comment. We'll get a little notification. If there's something you want us to talk about in the off season, a specific guest you want us to get, a specific event you think we could uh, you know cover a little bit and get some action down on. Uh, obviously we're going to be draft heavy like mm-hmm. every other episode is going to be draft stuff and we'll have some draft guests we'll try to dig a little deeper into the actual college um uh, the, the you know the people that look into how to, uh, the scouting world i guess yeah kind of the the evaluation side of of that rather than just the because we're not betting um the draft based on hey we th- we think this guy's good and he should go higher 
that'd be a terrible way to bet the draft. We're betting yeah. the draft on information. Like that's, but it, but it is curious to understand what teams think of certain players uh, through some of the scouting information people we have because it gives it gives you a little bit of a look into, hey, this team loves this player, and now we see why. Yeah. Two sources now say Saturday is the guy. In yeah, the and you oh, can't bet a goddamn nickel on it. Good God, I know it's just what like that's going to be a funny moment on Twitter when that breaks. I guess so. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, but yeah, leave leave some comments down here on this video. Oh Hit goodness. us in the Discord. Hit us on Twitter. Anything works. We'll try to. Do that. It might be a lighter schedule as we try to enjoy the off season, spend a little more time in the hammock or with families and cats. But yeah, for sure, um, for sure, we, we're going to enjoy the off season with you yeah. guys. Start thinking about ideas. start thinking about guests though that you want us to reach out to. Um, we will we will do our best to uh, to really kind of get interesting people on. Uh, we always do. Um, we'll push and the I will, envelope. I will be I will be betting Japan in the uh, World Baseball Classic, Patrick. Oh, just a Japan. goddamn tr- truck! What kind of price? Said down, good down to minus one ten. Okay, I like that's it. not true. That's not true. Don't bet. Don't bet at that low of a price. Is uh, is what's this? Is the uh, the dual threat from Anaheim playing? Everybody's playing, buddy. I have no idea. Oh, other baseball. I'm I'm looking up prices. You know now. who I'm talking about, right? Shohei. Shohei. And uh, now nothing works. That's good. Futures. I'm just trying he, to pull up baseball. He's from Iwate, now. Japan. Um, I assume he was. Re- they, they probably reached out to him. All right, the World Baseball Classic. The U.S. is favored. Japan is three to one. I probably could find a better price than that. Hmm. I like All right. It. I'm going. Speaking of going home and spend some time with my family, I'm going to go. Home and spend some time with my family, guys. See ya. <sighs> yeah, gotta, find some good, uh, gotta find some good college basketball betters, some NBA guys. Some I enjoyed people, uh, some people who bet sport. golf, some people who bet tennis. Where, where are we gonna find these people, Andy? On the internet. <laughs>